Hello and welcome to Behind the Mask podcast. Today we have a real treat for you. We're speaking to Sedem Amma. She is an amateur boxer based out of East London. She's a two-time national champion and two-time London champion. And believe it or not, she's also a PR account director balancing all of that. Yeah, it was really good to catch up with Seds again. For everybody listening who obviously won't know this, uh, we used to work with Seds and uh, very good friends with her. And we basically followed her boxing career firsthand right from when she decided to start taking it on. Yeah, so as well as discussing her boxing and how that and exercise has helped her mental health, we chatted through some of the perceptions that she's had to face being a female boxer in a male-dominated industry. Uh, One of the topics we cover is, for example, can you be a boxer and be glamorous? So yeah, we get into lots more in the episode. Really enjoyed it and I hope everyone else does as well. So, hey, Seth. Hello. How's it going? Oh, it's all good, thank you. Excited to be talking to uh, Boxing Royalty. (laughs) Thanks for having me. So how's all the training going so far, Seth? Well, training is good, but it's challenging, especially because of the new government regulations. Have you kind of been limited in the training that you've had to do, been able to do at all? due to lockdown yeah so through lockdown 2.0 training became very restricted to be honest training has been different since march anyway um but yeah we definitely have had to adjust i saw some some articles you wrote in some national newspapers i think you were in the telegraph and the eye at least um, writing about boxing and why it's so important yeah so essentially the government announced its winter funding um a few weeks ago now and boxing professional amateur mm-hmm. was not part of that package so that that winter relief package was to grain greyhound racing it was to football it was to other sports mm-hmm. but you know things on a grassroots level such as boxing amateur or professional was not part of that package so i was just trying to raise awareness and trying to just get some you know just just get some more eyes on the matter at hand because you know it is a struggle mm-hmm. my knowledge of boxing is very limited but you seem like a phenomenal amateur boxer yeah i mean i should um, probably introduce myself for everybody listening. yeah yeah maybe you should tell us a bit about your boxing and and like what the level of training you do is yeah sure so um i am an amateur boxer i box out of repton boxing club which is in east london so i'm a two-time national champion and london champion um, I box at 69 kilos, which in the amateur system is a, the welterweight category. Um, so, yeah, but, you know, in silo with that, I also have a full time job. So I train full time as an elite athlete. And then I also work full time as a PR account director. So it is very, very crazy. Remember being at your your first said uh, your first fight sets and literally had no doubt that no doubt that you were going to win that. Um, and how many how many fights on did you say you're you're on yeah, now? Yeah, so I'm um, undefeated in eleven. Um, 
Yeah, I forgot you came to the first one, and that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, was it York York Hall at Bethnal Green? Yes. Yeah. So that was that wasn't even in the amateurs. So that was literally a white qualifier that I was doing for charity, um, and that's kind of just it was just to get my feet wet, to be honest, because I wasn't sure whether I wanted to box. If you remember when we were at work, I just kind of fell into it because I needed something else to do, just because yeah. work was so crazy. I was I was gonna say when you. Um... When you did that first fight, did you imagine going on to, no. you know, being 12 fights later, being being where you are Definitely now? Definitely not. I, I would have literally laughed at anybody that told me that, you know. When I used to train, people were like, oh, you're really talented, like you've got natural talent. And I was like, yeah, cool. <laughs> because, <laughs> I'm, like I was at the time, I was doing powerlifting, I was doing CrossFit, so I was doing other types of dis- disciplines, but I never thought that I would actually be boxing. So it's gone on to now be more of a competitive thing. Yeah. Um, but what was what were your intentions for initially taking up boxing in the first place then? Yeah, so I needed just something to help with my mental health because um, working in public relations is a really, really challenging industry. It's a demanding industry. And anybody that works in comms, so whether it be PR, whether it be marketing, advertising, media buying, it is a full-time job in the sense that you don't just finish work at five and log off and then that's it, I'll see you tomorrow. It could be, you know, 10 p.m. at night, you're working on a presentation or, you know, you've got deadlines to meet. So it is an around the clock job. And at the time, I was so busy at work and there was so much going on. I needed something else. In some ways, I wonder if it might be a double edged sword, because while it is something else outside of work, you mentioned how stressful PR is. How how do you find balancing the insane amount of time you have to put into boxing with the very demanding career of working in comms, like you say. Yeah, How so um, uh, <laughs> sleep is sacrificed <laughs> a lot, which is bad because you need your sleep to be able to recover. Absolutely. Uh, friends are sacrificed a lot. I think that in the beginning, it was really hard for people to understand why I couldn't come to a birthday or I couldn't come to an event. They didn't get it because they didn't necessarily come from that world. It's only my friends that, you know, were footballers or did other type of sports that got it because they've been doing it their whole lives, essentially. But now I'm at a point where if I tell people, you know what, I really can't come because I've got training today and I can't miss training because literally like it's an important session people do understand and if they don't understand it's just something that we have to deal with (laughs) at the end of the day because training is really important to me it is a job and you don't just miss work because you have something else to do is punching somebody in the face and you know literally fighting somebody isn't is that the ultimate way to blow off steam from a stressful day of work that is an interesting question. You know, a lot of people ask me, did you fight when you were younger? And the answer is no, I never did. I never actually got into fistfights at school. I didn't need to. Um, I, uh, yeah, do you know what? You do let off steam, punching someone in the face, you do. But I think that it's not in the same way that you think. So it's not that, oh my gosh, my client really irritated me today. I need to go and punch someone in the face. It's not in this, it doesn't work in that same way. It's not not so much about who or what you're hitting it's about the fact that you're just hitting something. Exactly. That's exactly it. So even if I have a really bad day at work and someone's like really upset me or something, say we've got sprints that evening, it's about making sure I get the most out of that sprint. Like I make sure that I'm hitting PBs basically, you know? So it's it's not necessarily who you're hitting, what you're doing. It's just making sure that you do it properly and you do it well. And I think that's kind of how I look at it. I can't speak for anyone else, but personally, that's how I look at it. 
Mm, well, it's it's really impressive because essentially you've picked um, a hobby, like a side hustle almost, <laughs> yeah. and you've, you've run with it and you've become amazingly successful. And to, to do so well in, in, in a sport like this, how, how do you think that you've kind of changed as a person with that? And obviously there's probably quite significant changes to your body that have happened. And um, yeah, do, have you noticed a change in your kind of general general uh headspace definitely. as a result of the boxing definitely love to hear about definitely that. so um boxing has done really well for me in terms of my mental health just because it has helped my temperament so if i'm having a challenging day at work or i'm having a challenging day like just personally you know knowing that i can go to training and i can meet up with everybody and we just work really really hard for those one or two hours makes all the difference in my day i did find that throughout lockdown when we weren't being able to train as much I was struggling because, you know, I was working really hard. As you can imagine, everyone's working from home. You're staring at the screen all day, back to back Zoom calls, you know, and then because you're working all day, you know, answering emails, et cetera, then it's in the evening that you actually have to do the work. And I was finding that there was no break. And I was I was really struggling because training wasn't the same. You know, I could go for my run. I could do, you know, I've got a row at home. I've got some equipment at home, but it's it's really, really hard to keep that motivation, especially when you don't know when you're going to compete again. And so I had to kind of overcome that. And so I think that it got to maybe halfway through the first lockdown and I found my way a bit, but then, you know, lockdown happened again and then you have to pick yourself up again, you know, and it's not just me that goes through it, it's everybody. But for me in particular, I would say that boxing definitely changed me as a person for the better. Um, And I definitely, I always, to anybody, I say you need to have something else apart from your day job because you might enjoy the industry you work in but then you always need something else just to keep you balanced and having a side hustle. I really, really implore that on anybody, you know? Yeah. hundred percent. I think obviously this, this chat, this lockdown has been challenging for a lot of people, but I think one positive that um, a lot of people have got out of it is having the time to find a new hobby or having the time to find something that they can focus on outside of work um, and develop other parts of themselves as well. And even things like um, getting outdoors and going for more walks. like Exactly. It makes a difference. Put it this way, exercise, through exercise, you release endorphins, right? And that obviously is all about hormones. So... If you're being able to release like positive hormones, then that will help you. So that's why a lot of people, they wake up in the morning and they exercise first thing in the morning because it helps them set up their Mm. day. Yeah, the runner's high. It's real. Exactly. So, you know, that's why I always say, like, even if you're not doing a sport, you don't necessarily have to be playing badminton, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, But if you're doing something active, it is really important. And it's not just from a physical point of view, you know, I want to look this certain way. It's just because mentally it's so important. And there's so many studies that I've read and I've shared with people as well about why exercise is really important for you in the long run as well. Um, So, yeah, definitely just find what works for you and try and stick to it. If you have a regular routine, your body will love you for it and your mind will love you for it Mm -hmm. too. Absolutely. I mean, I've looked into a lot of research myself about mental health and physical well-being and the connection. The studies that show just even 10 minutes of brisk walking can increase your alertness and, and your mood, make you into a better mood. And, and, and you mentioned there were some long-term uh, links. And recently I found this study from the UK Department of Health. 
and they found that daily physical activity lowers the risk of long-term depression and dementia in adults yeah. by about a third, about yeah. 20 to 30%. And that's significant. It's, it's massive. that These little incremental, you know, ma- marginal gains, I should say, can play massive, massive parts in your long-term well-being. So it's so important that everybody does something like that. Exactly. And also as well, you know, we're young, so we're trying to set ourselves up for the future. But if you think about it, if, for example, um, you know, when I have kids, I want to be able to introduce activity, some kind of activity into my children's lives. Because if you do it as a family as well, it, it like, can you imagine what the benefits are long term? You know, for example, I know a lot of people on Christmas morning, they go for a walk. You know, that's the thing. They go for a Christmas walk. My family never did that. So, but, you know, like if you introduce it as a family thing, you know, everyone's trying to improve their well-being. Um, I think that's why it's even good for some people when they have pets, because if you have a dog, you know, you have to take your dog for a walk. You know, it's just all these little adjustments that you can make in life to actually help you. So, I, I, yeah, I remember when I was young, um, some of my most cherished memories are me, my brother and my dad playing football down the park. Right. And that is like something that we can all do together. Exactly. That, you know, there's a lot of bonding in there. Mm-hmm. And also it's, it's, you know, physically really good. I was a pretty chubby kid. So, you know, that's some of the best, <laughs> some of the best exercise that I'm doing. Exactly. And I was enjoying it. So what, what a wonderful thing to encourage families to do together. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. 100%. Uh, my brother will kill me for saying this, but I always had to uh, had to let him win, otherwise he'd start crying when we, when we play football down the park together. I mean... He might ask me to cut that bit out of the podcast, we'll see. That's lovely. It's a show of empathy. I mean, Seds, I'm sure yeah. you've never let anybody win in boxing, just to make uh, you feel better. No. No, so do you know what? That's actually a lie. Um, a lot of the time when I'm, you know, training with people with less experience than me, it's not necessarily that I'm letting them win, but you don't want to demoralise somebody because that's not helping them. Sometimes you play sports with people and they want to get one up on you just because they know that they can. And I mean, what does it prove? They know that they're already better than you or they're more skilled than you or they're quicker than you or whatever it could be. So it's about helping one another. So sometimes when I'm in with complete novices, I will let them let off a shot. And I might even let them hit me, actually, just so that they know what it feels like. And then that gives them confidence as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to let you hit me too hard because I'll definitely make you pay for it. Obviously, boxing has generally been, in the past, always been quite a male-dominated Definitely, like, still well, is. <laughs> yeah, I guess it still is. But there, there, there are a lot more girls and and women mm-hmm. taking up boxing mm-hmm. nowadays. And do you think that is a result of um, people like Nicola Adams and other people coming through in the mainstream world yes, more? Definitely, I think that Nicola Adams winning gold um, and Katie Taylor winning gold made young girls feel like it was something that they could do because these are just normal girls. They don't come from affluent backgrounds or anything like that. They just worked really hard. And when, you know, we were able to enter as females into the Olympics, then, yeah, they took their chance and they went for it. There's other girls as well who didn't necessarily medal, but they still performed really well. And that's someone like a Natasha Jonas. So now that boxing has become so big, you know, it's like having females who are actually showing that they can do, they're probably some more skilled than a lot of the men, actually, funny enough. Um, it's, it's, it's encouraging. And it's definitely like I've entered the sport at the best time because I can also be 
part of this crew of women who are really doing it as well. Um, so yeah, it's inspiring. I get a lot of young girls that say to me, oh my gosh, you know, like I really see, look up to people like a Katie Taylor, etc. And, you know, it makes me want to enter the sport. And I didn't think I could ever box because I just see boys doing it. And I'm like, no, there's so many females, even in my gym at Repton, we've had so many girls join in the past few months alone, even throughout lockdown. And it just goes to show that we really want to try and make waves ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so, how important then do you think well clearly you think it's extremely important that yeah. role models and people who people can relate to and mm-hmm. you know that you know, there's a girl boxing that could be me that mm-hmm. you so you think they're really important for encouraging more people into the sport absolutely yes and mm-hmm. even soon i'll be um leading a female outreach program so it's a charity based program as well just trying to encourage young girls to get into the sport because it's something that Unless you have a cousin, a brother, a dad who boxed, most females aren't encouraged to box. When I was really young, my mum took me to a taekwondo class and I, you know, did taekwondo when I was really young. But boxing, I don't really feel like people just get up and say, oh, I want my daughter to box unless you have been a boxer before or, you know, you've like a family member has been a boxer. So um, I'm really excited to actually do that program because I want to see, I want to help young girls develop as well because I go into boxing quite late. But, you know, if I'm able to help girls who are 15, 16 or even 20, 21, then it will make such a difference. When they get to my age, then they could be gold medalists, world champions, etc. as well. That's that's amazing, Ted. Um, That's really cool that you're doing that. The way that we're trying to show another side um, of men and of masculinity, on the other side, we also want to do that for women and show that there's not only one way to 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 be a typical you know, yeah. you know to no, be a typical right. woman mm-hmm. or, or there's 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 no such thing as typical femininity in the same way that there shouldn't be such thing as typical masculinity and there's no right way for a man to be a man or a woman to be a woman which is why it, we were so keen to 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 speak to you about being essentially a a, a boxer, a female boxer in a male-dominated industry. You know what? I'm really glad you made that point because I was in the gym yesterday and there was a young girl there with her dad. Her dad boxes. He just does it, you know, just as a keep fitter. But this girl's seven years old, right? And I was just in the ring with her shadow boxing. We were just moving around, you know. This girl, she just watches people box, so she hasn't really got a clue, but she was actually naturally quite good. And then at the end, she said to me, um, she said, are you a tomboy? And I was like, why do you think that? She was like, well, your hair's braided and you've got muscles. And I was like, but is that what a tomboy is? You know? And she was like, yeah, and you box. And I was, I found it really funny because this seven-year-old is asking me if I'm a tomboy just because I have braided hair and I have muscles. But I was like, if you, you know, I showed her a picture of me out of the gym, you know? And she was like, and you're really sweaty. And obviously she's a child. And I was like... Out of the gym, I look completely different. And there is no one way of being a lady. I was like, out of the gym, you'd see me and you'd have absolutely no idea that I box. And a lot of people are shocked when they find out that I box because it's two contrasts, you know? And so, yeah, it is like, there is no one size fits all. Like, I will still go out and wear heels and... You're one of the most glam glam women I, I right. know, I think. I still have my nails yeah. done, you know. I still make sure, you know, I have my eyelashes, everything done, but I box. So there isn't, like, a one-size-fits-all. And I think that's what really shocks people when they see female boxers because I think they think that they have to be, like, tomboy. Even though there's not absolutely nothing wrong with being a tomboy, but I think they think that everyone 
it looks like that all fits into that bracket, but you really don't have to be. And it's same with boys as well. I don't feel like we should box everyone into one category. Like, why do you feel like a boy can only do X, Y, Z, you know? Like, who made that stereotype? Mm, absolutely. And this is, you know, why we wanted to speak to you about boxing and exercise, because, we're, you know, this, you know, how exercise affects people, for example, or a side hustle, a side hobby like boxing, that that affects people the same way, you know, and it's it's relevant to men and women. So you know, you're not necessarily a female boxer, you're a boxer. Right, exactly. But I get, I do, that being said, I do understand why people divide the two, you know. It's like female boxing is its own sport in, by itself. And I do understand why, because a lot of men are uncomfortable with seeing women hit, the, hit each other. They just think that it's, it's wrong because as a society, that's kind of what you're taught. Um... And then when they see women that can actually fight, then it's like, wow. So I do get I do get to an extent why they, they do box us off into different categories. But at the same time, we kind of just want it all to be included. We want to be paid the same. There's so much parity with the pay. <laughs> we all want to be paid the same. We want to be perceived the same. So, But we've got a long way to go. But we're definitely making strides, I have to say. And, and like what you were saying as well, so be, there's one thing being um, a female boxer, you know, who, who can beat people up. But there's, it's the it's the ultimate, I guess, mindfuck to have a female boxer who's also super glam right. and like, loves dressing <laughs> right. up and like getting her nails done. Like, it's, it's so confusing people's to minds, people. Like, just probably ca- just can't handle mm-hmm. that, you know? Yeah, they and then they do. They end up sexualizing info. us, like. There's a female boxer from Australia. Her name is Ebony Bridges. And um, she's only had a few fights, but when she goes to her way in, she's in basically like lingerie. And a lot of people say, you know, why is she trying to sexualize herself? Because then if people sexualize her, then we're going to be like, oh, me too, you know? Or we're going to be talking about, oh, you can't be doing this to women. But at the same time, it's like, why can't you show that you're actually like a beautiful woman as well? Like, it's not really my, that's not really my flow (laughs) to be, like, I don't see myself going on the scales in lingerie, but it's just the point that we can do both at the end of the day. So we could, I don't know why people just try to put us in a little box. Well, you said, you mentioned uh, a moment ago about men finding it uncomfortable to see women hitting each other. Mm. I know for a fact that you've hit plenty of men in your time boxing and you've been sparring with men. I mean, what's that been like? I mean, are men oh, apprehensive gosh. to spar with you? I mean, I yes. imagine there's almost like a they 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 don't want to hurt. They don't want to hurt you. It's a lose lose because can you imagine you punch a girl and you hit her really hard and then you look like an idiot in front of everybody because it's like why are you trying to hurt a girl? Or you get beaten up by a girl and then you look even more stupid because it's like you're getting beaten up by a girl. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's so much pride yeah. and bullshit attached to it. Do you <laughs> it know what is. I mean? It's all, it's all ego. It is all ego. And I'm not going to lie to you. I get it every day in the gym. You know, everyone knows that I work really, really hard. I'm strong and I'm skilled. Um, but there will still be times where people will be like, oh, do I have to spar her? Because they know that I'm going to I'm gonna punch you. Like, I'm not going to you know, take it easy. And um, it's like, they know that sometimes if they get clocked by something a bit too hard, then they might retaliate. And then, so yeah, I do get all the time. I remember one gym I was at, nobody, I went to, I went to a, like a sparring day where basically they get, this is ages ago. They get loads of different boxes from different clubs down to spar each other, just to help your development, meet different people, et cetera. And nobody wanted to spar me. Can you imagine the whole day there were about 30 or 40 boxes and nobody wanted to spot me. I was the only girl. I had to wait right up until the end to be able to get even like three rounds in. And it just goes to show because they're like, they don't want to feel, they don't want to be embarrassed or they like, who's this girl? Why is she even here? 
And so I have gone through a lot of that. But do you know what? I'm, I'm glad it happened to me from early because it taught me about the industry and it taught me about, you know, that you have to be really thick skinned and you have to make people pay attention. So, you know, you, when I go in the ring, I have to let people know that I can fight. And if you want to go there, we can definitely go there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, that being said, I mean, the ultimate question, I suppose, is how do you feel your experience boxing would be different mm. if, if you were a man? Do you think you'd be treated differently? Would the, the journey have been different? Would there be more opportunities? I mean, you've well, kicked the door down anyway, but would th the door be a bit ajar if you were a man? Here's the thing. Okay, let's put it this way. If I was a man, a welterweight national champion, it would be easy for me to go around to different gyms and spar different welterweights, middleweights, even lightweights, because there's so many male boxers around those weights and you can get loads of work you can even join different training camps etc paid training camps whereas there's not that many women in london in particular around my weight so that's why i've kind of been resigned to training with boys which i actually really enjoy because let me tell you something the way that I, i'm heavy-handed for a welterweight but meeting meet a, a male welterweight their punches are different level. And so it's conditioned me to, um, you know, be even a bit more resilient. And I always have that danger that if I get cracked by a man, that could be like a bruised rib or, you know, a broken nose even. So, yeah, it is challenging. I feel like women have got more opportunities at the moment just because of the way female boxing is taken off. So, you know, it isn't as polluted as a space as the males, but Again, there's that parity of there's way more males. People respect male boxers. Female boxers were only just coming up. People still don't really know how to receive us. So it is a bit of a hit and miss at the moment. But as I said, we're making great strides. So I'm only hopeful for what 2021 can bring. Coming from like a, a Ghanaian background, mm. is there any perceptions or barriers that you've had to tackle being being a woman in, in boxing from, from that culture? Yeah, not yet. Um, mm. I mean, maybe if I went back home and then, you know, okay, for example, say I went back home and I went to one of the boxing gyms there, that could be different. But Ghana mm. has such, anyone that knows about boxing knows that Ghana has such a big boxing community. There have been multiple world champions from Ghana. Um, and so, but they're all men. <laughs> so I'm not sure right. as a female what, you know, how I would be perceived. I don't know whether in this day and age that they might actually respect me more because I'm trying something different. Yeah. I think deep down, though, as an African girl, you are kind of expected to do the office job, be a doctor, be a lawyer, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, and I think for my family in particular, they were always baffled because they were like, you have a good job. So why yeah. are you going to get punched in the face? You know, <laughs> they, they're still yeah. confused to this day. And I think secretly my mom's hoping that I'm like, OK, I'm done now. I'm going to have kids now. But that's not the case. I'm But to be honest, they're very supportive. They come to all my fights and they get that. It's something I do for me, as in like it helps me personally, something I genuinely enjoy. Mm. You, you mentioned that the boxing is something you do for you. And, that mm. you know, so you were explaining to your parents about how that's really important and they can see that. So something that I've been reading a lot about recently is about the idea that one of the key causes of happiness, something that makes people truly happy, like the number one thing a lot of people think is a sense of purpose and that you have something to work for, you're building towards something, you're being useful. Do you think that boxing is gives you a sense of purpose? 100%. 
And I've literally been saying this for the past two years that I feel like I have found my purpose. That's exactly like the words. That is the phrase that I say because it has filled me with just joy that is unparalleled to anything else I've ever experienced. There's nothing that compares to getting in the ring, performing and winning. There's not. There's no other feeling. I'm sure you can imagine from sports that you got, because I know you guys obviously play sports as well. You know, when you win after you've tried really hard, you know, you've had a long day, like doing whatever it could be. You've gone from work to go to a game and then you've won. Like there's nothing that beats that. And for boxing as well, you go through a whole training camp, you know, <laughs> and it, it, not every day is good. Some days are really bad. Some days you don't even want to go to training, you know. Um, and so when you when I compete, there's just nothing that beats that, and that's why I'm sticking at it because I really do love it. That's amazing, and it's so nice to see that it's, it's made you so happy. I mean, yeah, it really does. Like without boxing, there's a phrase that's like it's like no boxing, no life. That's literally how I feel. Mm, so uh, that leads on quite nicely to who is. Your inspiration. Who is my inspiration? Do you know what? Growing up, I would definitely say Serena Williams was my inspiration because she was a black woman, or she is a black woman. She comes from a black family of women who all do it for themselves. We don't really hear about her other sisters beyond Venus, but they all obviously are amazing in their own right. And it's like, how can you have this amazing black woman who came from Compton <laughs> and... Um, She's won everything, as in there's nothing that she has not won. And she's vulnerable. You see there's times where she will throw her racket on the ground because she's frustrated. But then, she, you know, she also shows that she's a human as well. She loses, she wins. And that's something I always admired about her. And she's somebody that I've always loved. Um, but outside of that, to be honest, just, I don't know, growing up around, I always grew up around people who were really, really inspirational. Most of my friends were all older than me and they were always doing something. So... It was mainly like people around me who definitely helped me find my drive and we all push each other to this day. If we're not doing something, you know, some we'll be quick to check each other. Like, you know, if I'm like, oh, I can't bother to go training today. No, you need to go training. I'm sure you'll go on to inspire or you probably already have gone on to inspire a lot of people, even the little girl that you was talking about yeah. the, that you saw at the gym the other day. Yeah, yeah. I do get messages like from random young girls and for me, it's like, I haven't even done a quarter of what I plan to do yet. <laughs> so for you to think that I'm like a role model is, is really, really humbling. But it just gives me a drive to go harder, to be honest. There's so much more I want to do. I've always wanted to mentor women, um, whether in PR or through boxing anyway. Obviously, PR, I have way more experience because I've been doing it for many, many years now. But it's amazing that I'll be soon on the path to being a mentor and doing this charity program as well and I really look forward to it what is the goal Seds what's your goal what is my goal my goal is just to keep going keep staying positive keep um winning basically I really want to just achieve everything I can in boxing just because I've I've started this journey I've I'm started climbing that Mount Snowden, so I need to keep going to the top. Um, and then same with my PR career, to be honest. Like, I've worked really, really, really hard to get to where I am. And so I want to just do as much as I can out of it, um, whether that be, um, you know, owning my own agency one day. Who knows? But I definitely... I definitely just want to achieve everything that I possibly can and make sure that I keep going for it. 
Amazing. Well, thank you, Seds. Thank you so much for your time. Speaking no, thank to you us. for having me. It's been fun. Yeah, we'll see you in the ring post COVID. <laughs> Not against so. you. Watching, watching. Yeah, I look forward to it. <laughs> All right, take care, Seds. Thank you. Thank you so much to Sedim Amma for joining us today. This podcast was produced by Rupert and myself and sound designed by Jack Sedeby. Follow us on Instagram at Behind the Mask Podcast with a C for more about the pod.